At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This clip is brought to you by Coca-Cola. The holidays always find a way. It's about enjoying the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family, delicious food, and of course, an ice cold Coke. This is our very first episode as Locatora Radio for the Mike Cultura Network. We're beyond thrilled. We're in a legitimate studio space and we have not seen the inside of one of these in many years. Coca-Cola, proud partner of the Mike Cultura Podcast Network. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Mike Cultura shows available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta, at eBay, it's real or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators make sure you never get faked over. Watches inspected by watch aficionados. Sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads. Handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs. And jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and those who cover the NBA on a daily basis. 
The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast. I am Joe Cardosi, joined as always by my man, Mr. Jim Eichenhofer. The podcast is sponsored by SeatGeek. And uh, Jim, we're coming off a big win. Uh, 45 points against the Warriors. Sorry, still excited about it. Uh, maybe it's just, you know, look, I know the, the Warriors sat out their starters. I know a lot of ticket holders were bummed out. But you won my 45 points. Sure. It feels good, man. It does. You know, I was going to, before you said that, I was going to try to pretend that, you know, they did a great job locking down Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Yeah. They shut them down. They, you know, were able to score against one of the top defenders in Draymond Green. But, of course, none of those things actually happened. Yeah, they sat him down on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> we saw um, a bunch of guys that, you know, you're probably not that familiar with. Um, the Santa Cruz G League team, they fed the, the Warriors <laughs> yes. with many of their their talent. And hey, Jordan Poole was out there. Though. Right. And he went crazy. He shot as much as he could, which he pretty much had to do under the circumstances. Yeah, see, what, 26 points for old Jordan Poole? Yeah, it was, I thought it was 30-plus. But who's counting? I mean, either way, they, they, they lost. They lost by 45. <laughs> yeah. So, it, I mean, he... I guess if it wasn't for his efforts, it could have been a historic um, one-sided margin. I believe it was the biggest margin of victory for any team in the league so far this season. So, nice. I mean, probably not super unexpected given that the Pelicans were back to full strength and the Warriors were anything close to yeah. full strength. But um, there could have been a gym rant today about load management. Uh-oh. But you know what? It's Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm we gonna- got to give I'm gonna I'm gonna just hold off on that. We, we don't need good. we don't need to do that. Today. We don't need to frighten the people. Right? Uh, no. I mean, look, I thought it was it was uh, a fun game, and also this is sort of a learning experience for the Pelicans. It feels like this is where you sort of create that line of delineation. We are a good team. This is what you do to bad teams. Because for too long, the Pelicans have fallen asleep, and it, it, there's a fine line between being a good and bad team in the NBA. Everyone's talented. Yeah. A lot of times, it's about effort. And choosing to be either you put your foot on their throat or you don't. And they put their foot on their throat right away, and they put away a bad team. And that was good to see. And it was a good step forward from the previous time they played Golden State under almost exactly the same circumstances where all of their main guys sat. It was only a nine-point win at the buzzer the first time they played the Warriors. And I think it was a three-point game with about three and a half minutes left in the game. So, And it was way too close for comfort. So it was good to see them you know, playing against a team that on paper in in Monday's game just did not have a lot of experience, did not have a lot of proven NBA talent. And I mean, honestly, that's to, to a much lesser extent, that's also the case in tonight's game Wednesday against the Spurs on the road where they're playing against a team that is really, even their starters are, are guys that are just trying to get a foothold in the NBA and show that they belong. Yeah. In, the, in a starting lineup and playing as many minutes as they've been playing. Well, I, and, I, and I think that's the thing. It's always sort of made me nervous when the Pelicans play those teams, like because it is an unknown commodity. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be scrappy and come out fiery and try to show you who they are and sure. you know really kind of put you on your heels? Or do you do what you did to Golden State and you show them who you are and then you put them in a hole, never let them out? Yeah, and I, I, don't, I think over the course of the season, even – the best teams in the league, the very best team in the league is going to drop a game or two in situations like that over the course of the year, because you don't always bring your a game. If you're talking 20, 30 games against teams that that are struggling, but you want to at least bring your close to your 
best effort in terms of energy and and that kind of and hustle and that kind of thing. And I I think the Pelicans definitely did that. You see in a lot of situations in the NBA, like Monday's game, where one team is super undermanned and shorthanded, that that team outplays the the favorite. You know in terms of all of the hustle categories. But yeah. I thought the Pelicans probably played harder than the Warriors did. So that's a credit to them and the coaching staff to be that prepared. And I think also coming off of Friday's loss to Boston, they wanted to get back out on the court and, and play a yeah. determined brand of 48 minutes of basketball. And they did a great job with that across the board. Yeah, completely flipped the script and completely changed the the feeling uh, and the momentum as they hit the road there. Uh, Steph Curry now, last time he was at a full capacity Smoothie King Center was October 28th, 2019. This is his fourth straight game where he is sat in New Orleans. Uh, and I'm just going to chalk that up to him being afraid. <laughs> I, I think it's the fear. Yeah, so just... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah right. I, I, I think so, man. I, I think he's just, uh, you know, this... We've talked about the home court advantage that's building mm-hmm. in the Smoothie King Center. Maybe that's part of the... Home court advantage is yeah. that guys are just going to start being like, I can't play, I can't play in front yeah. of this crowd. It's load management, right. even though I've had uh, you know six days off or whatever. <laughs> yeah. We're in his head. That's the thing. We're in his head. That's what I'm going to stick with. Our own Erin Summers is our guest today, and uh, she always has a unique perspective. Being on the sidelines for all these games, you can catch her on the sideline for NFL games as well for the Saints. And uh, let's bring her in here and talk to our own team reporter, Erin Summers. This clip is brought to you by Coca-Cola. The holidays always find a way. Whether you're making mom's famous recipes or getting your kids all dolled up to spend time with their loved ones, it's about enjoying the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family, delicious food, and of course, an ice cold Coke. So we're really happy and proud that My Cultura saw something in us, saw the value in the community that we've built because of y'all and decided to bring us on. And so we're super excited about that. But I think also like I'm very firmly rooted in keeping this as an audio archive and that Locatora is going to continue to highlight community voices and Mm -hmm. folks that don't always get the airtime or media attention that they should. Coca-Cola, proud partner of the My Cultura Podcast Network. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches inspected by watch aficionados, sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads, handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs, and jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their field, with meticulous eyes making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style, and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake. Real carries that rare, distinguished feel, the weight of pure platinum, exquisite scent of Togo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of dunks, and the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured, your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should, and that colorway on your Jordan Royals will always be on point. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. Let me guess. Unknown caller? 
You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. Joining us on the Pelicans podcast is our own team reporter, Aaron Summers. Always busy, but finding time for these old sots. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Absolutely. I would never <laughs> not make time for you guys. Oh, we appreciate that. And uh, look, we're coming off a big win. That was a fun one after uh, the Golden State game. We want to talk about it. Uh, 45 point wins don't happen that often. It's what the second most points in team history that yeah. uh, the, the margin Pelicans. of victory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so look, mm-hmm. we, we do want to get into it because you were right there on the sidelines watching it happen. That was a fun one, Aaron. I think what I was most impressed with was the way that they just dominated from start to finish and they, they needed to do that. Last time we played the Warriors while the Warriors sat half of their team Things were tight until the fourth quarter. Yeah. And I'm glad that that was not the case this time around and that everybody got a lot of run. Yeah, it didn't seem like there was any let up. There was no stretches where the Warriors put together like even a 6-0, run that mm-hmm. made you say, oh, they need to call timeout. But Because they kept turning the ball over. Yeah, <laughs> they couldn't yeah. put together any runs. And, and it also, let's just say, if you were listening to the radio broadcast, that did not stop Graf from getting a little nervous. Every now and then, <laughs> Golden State would make like one bucket and he'd be like, no slippage here. It's only a 38 point lead. Let's let's not slip. Yeah. I mean, in the first quarter, they were up by 24 points yeah. at one point. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Ingram was just autopilot, like effortless in the way that he played. He had 13 in the first quarter, 34 through three quarters because he didn't play a second of the fourth quarter. Right. I mean, it was just it was great to see him have such an an all around game and really feel like he kind of hit his stride. It's his first 30, 30 plus point game this season. Yeah, and it's it's odd to, to, that it took this long. It feels like Bi has scored that already. I, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I think that kind of speaks a little bit to the distribution of scoring mm-hmm. that this team has that you don't need him to go for 40 or 50. I mean, yeah. last year there might've been cases where it was like, you need to get 45 points tonight for us to win the game. And even going back a couple of years, it might've been, we need you to get 60 <laughs> to have a chance to win. And especially if Zion only gets nine, like he did right. in this game, you would sure. expect BI to have to get, but yeah, he got to sit in the fourth quarter, which was beautiful. I, I like the fact, you know, I, I saw a lot of people commenting about, how Zion only scored nine points, especially people that didn't watch the game and maybe just saw the box score, the highlights mm-hmm. or whatever. I like the fact that, again, they don't need him. You don't need all three of the big scorers between Zion, Ingram, and CJ to all have big nights. I mean, you can easily have one of those guys take a st- little step back, whether it's fewer shot attempts or he just didn't have a good night shooting-wise and wasn't efficient, and it's still no problem that they scored hundred and. 28 points. So I think yeah. that those are all really good signs. Uh, Aaron, so you were on the sidelines for that. And uh, and Jim and I were talking about this before the show. What What's your vantage point, you know, from the sidelines for these home games? I mean, how fun is it for especially a game like that where the Pelicans yeah. are up the whole game, fans are into it. Obviously, you know, the, the Golden State didn't play their stars, but it was still a packed house, you know, and fans were into it from the start, it seemed like. Oh, the fans were crazy throughout the entire game because I think they were loving how many people were getting involved in the game. Mm-hmm. Devonte Graham goes six of 11. So he had he just 
lights out from outside. Yeah, and then, 19 points. Yeah, which is a season high for him. And then you have Jose Alvarado doing Jose Alvarado things and stealing the ball and all over the place. And so the fans, like, they had something to cheer about the whole time. And then in the fourth quarter, every single person got off the bench. Every single person scored. So that was fun. So yeah, the energy was great the whole time, despite the annihilation that was happening <laughs> and the fact that the Warriors didn't have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson on the court. But yeah. from where I sit, I'm right around the corner from the bench. So I can watch the bench throughout the game. And that's, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's what I do most of Seems the time. Seems like the most entertaining. Part. It's so fun. Like <laughs> our team, they just love each other. They love being around each other. They're always talking on the bench and they're always joking around and cheering for each other, getting up off the bench, you know, it's fun to watch players like Herb Jones, you know, kind of yes. like get out of himself and, and cheer. And, um, you know, that he gets probably the most excited. And I've talked to him about this before. He's like, I just love, I love watching these guys play. I love the game. I love these, the, the players. It's so much fun. He's like, yeah, I'm probably one of the most energetic, like into it guys on the bench. It's hard to imagine Herb getting loud. <laughs> right. At all. It's just like his gestures and everything. <laughs> like he's so supportive of the team. You know, Najee's going to go crazy. You know, Jose's going to go crazy because oh, they're, yeah. they jump all the way, basically like half court, half the time, <laughs> yeah. you know, like getting after people. Um, but it's really fun. And even just the little conversations that I get to see between players and their player development coaches, you know, I've seen so many times Teresa Witherspoon calm players down or hype them back up. You know, Trey Murphy's come off of the court before and been down cause he's missed a couple shots right. and you know, she'll catch his eye and she'll, she'll talk him down and tell him like, it's okay to hang in there. You know, it's going to come just keep shooting, you know, and it's so nice to have her on the bench, like the voice of reason always. And I don't want to say yeah, it's a, a female male thing, but I think she notices the emotions and people's body language a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And be ignorant to ignore that dynamic, you know, like there yeah. is a different dynamic to it. Yeah. And, it, it's, and I, it's yeah, special. she's really in tune with that and she'll do it with Zion. She'll do it with a lot of players and she'll notice that they just look a little off or that they're bothered by something and she'll immediately, you know, pull them aside and talk to them. And I love that. Um, you know, Garrett Temple obviously is like a second coach, yeah. third, fourth, fifth coach Garrett out there, Temple. whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but he's constantly talking to players and the coaches and telling them what he sees. And so it's those, those little conversations that are fun to watch, you know, even CJ and Jose or Brandon, you know, and they've talked about, you know, yeah, we're the leaders of the team. We're, you know, the starters, whatever. But we still value everybody else's voice on this team. Yeah. And, and we want to have that open the communication. Yeah. Who, who would you say? I mean, you listed a bunch of guys. Who would you say you would give the trophy to for the first five weeks of the season as the most active and energetic? person on the on the Ooh. bench among the players i mean it has to be jose yeah i mean it has to be i don't know if it's because he's like this little guy and he's just like bouncier and he yeah, just flies off the he bench and like he's like thumb. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he's he's really fun to watch but like the cameras have caught zion a bunch being super impressed by like larry nance's dunk the other yeah. night and it, that's kind of a fun reaction when the players are like 
oh my gosh, wow. I can't believe that they just did that. Yeah, they Um, make it seem like a Globetrotter show, which is fun. (laughs) Yeah. Aaron, before we go, you know, delve back into the Pelicans too, I wanted to ask you while we have you here about, you know, obviously you have multiple roles here and that you're covering the Saints on a daily basis as well during football season. Um, This might not be easy to answer completely in the time that we have, but (laughs) what what do you think are some of the biggest – similarities and differences between covering an NFL team and an NBA team on such a you know regular basis? It's very different. And I think that a lot of it goes back to just the structure of the seasons to start. The basketball season, you know, is so long. There's so many games. They're playing every other day, sometimes every day. Back to, <laughs> back backs. to backs. Yeah. Um, they're, you know, here for you know the six games that they were here for which is the longest homestand which is crazy but the saints you know in an nfl season you only have one game a week mm-hmm. and you only have 18 weeks of the season guaranteed right each game means that much more just because of the nature of the schedule and and how few games there are and it's kind of like the feeling that you get. It's a little more intense Mm -hmm. all the time um, on that side of things. There's the practices um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then they have a walkthrough on Saturdays and then the game on Sunday. Monday is the the day where they all come in and watch film and kind of talk about what happened, and then Tuesday is your off day. So it's a pretty regular schedule, um, whereas basketball, it's all over the place. So keeping up with a basketball schedule is a little bit more difficult um, than a football schedule, yeah. but it's just like, it's a little more heightened on mm-hmm. as you get close to game day. Well, do you see from your perspective, the difference in the approach to the game because of that, you know, from a football player's perspective, it's so much film study about this one opponent, this, mm-hmm. this one matchup, et cetera. Whereas basketball, not saying there's not a, as much preparation, but you sort of got to go, go, go. You know, there's there's not as much time to prepare. Do you see the the, the difference in intensity or the difference in preparation between those two sports, the, the way the players approach the games? I think that your memory has to be even shorter with basketball. A lot yeah. of times it's just, okay, well, we can't hang on this loss or this close game or this overtime. You know, we've had a lot of overtime losses that have been really close. You can't dwell on that too long, if at all, because yeah. we have to be on to the next. Um you know, for, for football, a lot of them say there's a 24-hour rule mm. where, you know, you're going to give it 24 hours and then we're going to move on. I think it's hard because y- you you do spend so much time on one opponent yeah. that it's hard not to overthink things sometimes. As or, a fan, like, I didn't get over losses in 24 hours. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, I can imagine <laughs> if I was on the team. Right, for sure. The other thing that's so different is just the amount of people surrounding a team. You know, a basketball team, you have about 20, you know, players, give or take, on a, a given day or whatever's going on. And then you have your coaches. But all in all, it's it's not that many people. It's like 30 people total. Yeah. And then for a football team, your team itself is twice that much. Yeah. Then you add in the trainers and and nutritionists and coaches and and scouts and all that that are involved. It's so many more pieces. So that I, that's why I think that it's so much that goes into one game 
that it's just the energy around it feels a little bit different. You well, you mentioned the the twenty four hour rule that the NFL has, and I've heard pl- a lot of teams say that as well. I mean, for the NBA, I feel like it's more like a two point four hour rule. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> especially if you have a game the next day, you you can't you can't go twenty four hours if you're playing again in like twenty hours. So that I think that's that's pretty interesting the way that the difference between the the two sports are. Um, in terms of just the way that the Pelicans have been playing lately, you know, they started out right around 500. They were kind of jumping back and forth for a while between win-loss, win-loss. But it seems like lately they've been playing a lot better. And if you think about it, really their only recent loss was the game against Boston. Mm-hmm. The Celtics are probably the best team in the NBA right now. Maybe Milwaukee would give an argument to that. But, I mean, based on what you've seen, I mean, what if, what do you think of just the way that they've played over the last – handful of games and also just the direction that things have kind of turned lately, especially during the homestand. I think that in the beginning it while on paper, this team looked like it could be this, it's going to take a little bit of time for them to mesh, find the chemistry, adding Zion Williamson back in. And then there were a few injuries, a few players that were in and out of the lineup and the schedule wasn't extremely favorable to start the season. Mm -hmm. So now you have this stretch where you play the last six games at home. You go four and two. You've won four of your last five. There was that game to the Celtics, but you played tough. And I don't think you can be too disappointed in your performance. I think there's a lot of things you can learn from. Let's not start a game giving away ten threes in the first quarter. And that's why, again, I like the way they started against the Warriors is they never let their foot off the gas and they started from the beginning. Um, I think that they're they're learning what it's going to take. You can't take possessions off. You can't start slow and hope to get back in some of these games. And their communication has gotten a lot better on both ends of the court. Defensively, I think they're really locking in their top five now in both offensive and defensive rating Mm -hmm. we know what this team can be offensively it's just kind of trying to figure out the balance one of the things that um boosted the offensive and defensive rating tremendously was beating golden state by 45 points that was huge in that in that regard yeah 28 turnovers (laughs) from golden State. there's a lot of especially this early in the season i always enjoy when um there was a game recently where the Raptors beat the Spurs by 43 points. And this early in the season, you see, for example, like the Raptors went from, you know, 14th in the league in offense mm-hmm. to second or something like that. But, um, but yeah, that was, that was, that definitely helped a lot. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about too, was um, David Griffin going, this is going back a few years. He talked about how he wanted to bring in a certain type of player here, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to character an attitude and that kind of thing. I mean, being around the the team as much as you are and being able to interview the guys as as frequently as you do, you know, pregame, postgame, that kind of thing. I mean, um, how much of a of a factor do you think that is in terms of how much some of these guys have players have improved and shown progress? And even for players like Herb, um, Trey Murphy, Dyson Daniels, Jose, for them to be able to produce already so usually expectations are pretty reasonable for guys in their first and second year, but it seems like this team has, I mean, obviously drafted really well, but how much of a factor do you think that is in terms of some of these guys being able to do what they're doing so quickly? Well, you have Herb Jones that comes in and I think he started 
you know, the first week of the season. I don't even know. It was like the second, second game. game. Yeah. They threw yeah. him right into the fire. Yep. And, you know, you get spoiled by how good he ended up being. Mm-hmm. And then Jose turns it on in January and just rides it out. And it's like, are we getting spoiled as fans of this team that everybody's going to come in and produce right away? Yeah. And then here, here you have Dyson Daniels, who's kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, he's you know, he's been a effective hero, yeah. in his minutes. Um, but it does go back to the type of players that they're bringing into the organization. They're players that work hard. You know, they're put in the time outside of practice on their own, the film study, the effort that they bring every day, and the, the questions that they ask, how much they want to be better. And mm-hmm. I think when you have that type of drive, it's only going to lead to success. And I think Willie Green has done a really good job in developing that and also pouring into that. Because I think it was yesterday at after practice, they were talking about Najee Marshall and how, you know, it's like, oh, what do you think he's done with the opportunity or the minutes that he's you're giving him? is what the question was to Willie mm-hmm. Green. And Willie's like, I didn't give him anything. You know, he earned it. Yeah. And I think that was a really cool thing for Coach Green to acknowledge is that these players are earning the time that they're getting. We can trust them on the court. We know that their work, the work that they're putting in during practice and outside of practice. And then when they do have the opportunity, they're – doing great with the minutes that they have. And then that's why they're earning more minutes and more time. And and you can trust them off the court. And that's the thing that I love about this team as well. I remember like, of course you should never read Twitter comments. It'll make you mentally ill. But I was reading the Twitter comments when, <laughs> when the team was playing in LA and they had all that time off, like, Oh, the team's going to be in LA. They're going to be out partying. And it's like, they're a bunch of anime nerds. <laughs> like they're not going to be out partying. Like right. they're, they're a bunch of guys that they, they enjoy the same things. And I think David Griffin's David Griffin's exper- experiment with having those same personalities mm-hmm. around each other. You're just expanding the Venn diagram of dudes who will get along and how they'll gel in the court. You can have all the they're talent good in the world. guys. Yeah. They really mm-hmm. just are good people. Yes. They have been so easy to work with. I've never had an issue with any of them when I've asked a question of them. You know, mm-hmm. they've never acted like I was an inconvenience or, you know, they didn't have the time for me. They, you know, after Trey Murphy and I got off on the wrong foot, just because, you know, that's you kept kinda... asking him about the NCAA tournament. Yeah. yeah you punched him in the arm. <laughs> I did. Um, I, yeah, I poked him a little too many times. No, um, but he's kind of like that. You know, he's kind of a jokester, but he's still been great to deal with. And I love his mm-hmm. parents. It's interesting when you get around a team and you can say there's not a single diva or prima donna on this team. There's not somebody that is hard to deal with. From a media standpoint, and some of them could be. I mean, Zion could be. Yeah. I mean, he I mean, came the media did not do him heat. any favors last year. <laughs> yes. He could definitely come in here with a grudge, but he is so kind and so yes. willing to, to be honest and open about things. And I just appreciate that too, from a, a reporter standpoint. I think people think that's a that's a thing Zion puts on too. I think a lot of people in the public they think Zion kind of puts on an all shucks sort of thing. I mean, he's just like that. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing is like, if you see him behind the scenes, he, he's just that dude. It's mm-hmm. not a, it's not an act. He's no, really right. that nice. No, like he's, I've seen him out and about and I've asked him how he's doing and, he, and, 
and stuff. He's like, you know, I'm good. Thank you so much for asking. And I'm like, oh, you were so sweet. Like, <laughs> yeah, when, when he when he came into the studio, he introduced himself. Hey, I'm Zion. It's like I know, <laughs> I know you're Zion. Yeah. but thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny, Joe, when you were talking about um, too many days in L.A. and people tweeting about that or speculating about that. It reminded me of I crack up all the time now when people talk about how like oh, this team's going to struggle. They're playing in Miami. I think from my experience, and you know, we know tons of people that work around the NBA for other teams, I don't think the league is a partying league anymore. No, I mean, it's I not feel just like that the ended Pelicans. in the 90s or right. like the early 2000s. Right. People, people have this picture of like guys, I mean, and, and of course there are some guys that do this. And, Lemon you know, Pepper Lou. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's fine. I mean, everybody to each his own, live the way you want to live. But, um, People have this picture of all these guys like going to nightclubs and being out on the town, and it's like a lot of these guys don't want to be on camera phones all the time. Herb Every... wants to study film. He wants to get right. up some shots. Yeah, you know? I play like, video I games. Yeah, he loves I just, playing video games. I just think things have changed so much that um, now we hope that pe- we we do hope. I, with that said, we do hope that road teams spend as much time as they possibly can in the, in the French Quarter. Yeah. I mean, have a good time. <laughs> yeah. If you want to go to Harris, you want to be there till. You know, five six a.m. in the games at noon. Yeah, yeah, go for heavy it. Banyes the go night for before. It. Yeah. yeah, but but anyway, <laughs> but anyways. And Aaron, I wanted to comment on one of the things that you were talking about too when you were saying, you know, are we getting spoiled with the way that some of these rookies, yeah. and young players, have performed? I don't even know how to react to having draft picks. I there, know there was a long stretch where they didn't even have a first round draft pick. <laughs> I don't even know what to expect from a from a New Orleans first round pick or or just a pick period. Well, there's a long stretch where we had first round picks and it was sort of eh, they're here right. for a bit then they go away. Right. They never made an impact. And now first round draft picks are guys that you root for, guys that are that have a legitimate carved out role on this team that are contributing almost mm-hmm. right away. So now you look at those first round picks, especially future picks that we still have coming and it's like what how can we even fit any more players yeah. onto this roster? That's as a good it stands right now. That's a good point. I mean, the way that the draft was handled here, it wasn't just to that they didn't that they traded a lot of picks. It was that, you know, honestly, like this this team has made the playoffs only a few times over the last 10 plus years, but they haven't really been terrible. No. So we they there haven't been years where they won 20 games and you went into the draft or you went into the postseason um, saying like, or going into the lottery expecting to pick in the top five. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they had a lot of picks that didn't necessarily turn into great players, but also weren't in the top five or the top three. I mean, lucky as heck multiple times to win the number one pick um, with Anthony Davis and then Zion and also Chris Paul was the fourth pick. But true. besides that, they haven't really had that many great opportunities. But you look at what this front office has done, with the even with the draft positions that they've had, and it does make you really excited to think that, you know, even though it's going to be tough to figure out how to use all these picks, I mean, what they've done with the slots that they've picked from, it's it's really exciting to think about what they they can do going forward. If anything, it gives them any any maneuverability they want. They have sure. so many picks. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to use the picks, you can move those picks for a player. This team just has so many options in front of it right now, and you're already looking at an ascending good team that has chemistry. And I think that's what's so exciting about being a New Orleans Pelicans fan right now is you see some of these teams that have had their run sort of coming to an end. Golden State's struggling right now. You're sort of seeing some of the the dynasty teams not sort of being what they are supposed to be. Haha, <laughs> Lakers. 
But then you see the Pelicans, and you know, not only are they young and good and gelling, then you look at the future assets we have. Future is nothing but bright, and we're still coming on. And uh, I'm going to bask in the glow of this 45-point <laughs> win for a little longer before we play tonight. I don't care. I'm, I'm just getting can the just, suntan just, in it. Can we just take a moment to acknowledge the fact that on this day a year ago, this Pelicans team was 3-16? and 16. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, I was looking at my feet walking down the street this time about a year ago. <laughs> just sad horn music playing behind me. It was, it was real bad. It's a different year. Yeah. It's a different season. And, and by the way, how funny is it? I've heard so many people say this on different NBA shows, bring up the part about, I know the Lakers had won three games in a row before they lost last night, but so many people have been saying, like, wouldn't it be hilarious if the Lakers end up yielding the Pelicans the number one pick in the draft? So that's another uh, – Another exciting it development that's, that we have to keep an eye yeah. on. Aaron, I know we've taken up a ton of your time. You've got a ton to do. Thank you for joining us. We always look forward to your sideline uh, reports, and uh, you always keep us steady when graph gets a little shaky. So yeah. we appreciate that. Of Thank course. You. I know. I can't believe you didn't have him on to talk about San Antonio tonight because we know how much he loves the Spurs. <laughs> yeah, no, Graf is upstairs punching meat or something. <laughs> he, or, I, actually, Graf is in San Antonio yeah. uh, punching a piece of meat there. So, you know, he's, <laughs> he's going to be a nightmare for them. And uh, good luck with that, guys. This clip is brought to you by Coca-Cola. The holidays always find a way. Whether you're making mom's famous recipes or getting your kids all dolled up to spend time with their loved ones, it's about enjoying the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family, delicious food, and of course, an ice cold Coke. So we're really happy and proud that My Cultura saw something in us, saw the value in the community that we've built because of y'all and decided to bring us on. And so we're super excited about that. But I think also like I'm very firmly rooted in keeping this as an audio archive and that Locatora is going to continue to mm-hmm. highlight community voices and mm-hmm. folks that don't always get the airtime or media attention that they should. Coca-Cola, proud partner of the My Cultura Podcast Network. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches inspected by watch aficionados, sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads, handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs, and jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their field, with meticulous eyes making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style, and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake. Real carries that rare, distinguished feel, the weight of pure platinum, exquisite scent of Togo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of dunks, and the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured, your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should, and that colorway on your Jordan Royals will always be on point. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. Let me guess. Unknown caller, you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info. 
like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. Big thanks to Erin Summers. We talked her ear off. Could have kept her in here forever. Didn't realize how long we were going. But uh, again, when you're having fun, time flies. Always fun to talk to our own Erin Summers. She's busy, busy. Catch her on the radio broadcast on 99.5 WRNO. Every Pelicans game. Catch her on the sidelines for Saints games as well. Always hustling. Jim, back at it tonight, man. Back also, always, I'm also always hustling, Joe. You are. You are. How dare I leave you out, man? <laughs> yes, and uh, as you know, it's it's Western Conference Wednesday around yes. here. It's the hump day. That's what I like to uh, bring to the end of each broad or, or podcast on Wednesdays. Yeah, I saw the inflatable flailing tube man outside <laughs> that said Western Conference Wednesday, and I knew yes, it was... Uh... I, you know, I do need to work on my marketing of this. I, yeah. I feel like it's just... You know, it hasn't totally gotten off the ground we yet, but we're making, sign we're making some progress. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to talk about um, just how in- interesting the West is right now. Um, I put a poll on Twitter this morning that basically asked who's the best team in the Western Conference outside of the 504 area code. I didn't want to put Pelicans as an option because, you know, I figured that we might be slightly might biased. Rap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, and when the poll comes back, 97% of the votes are yeah. say that the Pelicans are the best team in the West. People bleed 504. I, I, don't, I don't know if that, I don't know if that really works scientifically. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I, um, I just Good basically call. took the, <laughs> thank you. I took the, uh, I took the four best teams in the, in the standings, which is Phoenix, Utah, Sacramento, and the Clippers. And it's a, it's a very narrow vote as we record right now with Phoenix had 38% yeah, of the tough. vote. Utah has th- 35% of the vote just behind them. Utah's has a good chunk of votes as well. Um, it's incredible this far into the season for there to be only two games separating Phoenix in first place and Minnesota in 10th place. And also the Pelicans have seven losses. Phoenix is in first. Like I just said, they only have six. So, I mean, it's, it's so tight right now. Yeah. And I think I love it. I think it's great in terms of just every day already I'm sure maybe the graphs of the world would get on us if we started t- saying we're scoreboard watching on yeah, November yeah. 23rd. But nonetheless, I come at me. I really I'm scoreboard en- watching. <laughs> I really enjoy this because it seems like you know you could win two or three games in a row and move up a bunch of spots. And unfortunately, the other side of that is true that if you lose a few games, you could drop a lot. But it just makes for a really fun start to the regular season. I'm I'm guessing that there might be one or two teams among this big pack that get hot and kind of separate themselves because that's just the way it the always is. Standings have been a little flip flopped. It seems like yeah. and some teams have been overachieving. But um, but for now, I mean, it's it's so packed right now, and I would love to see you know projecting down to you know February March. I would love to see it stay similar to this where teams are you know not assured of being in the top six because I know that's you know, people talk about what motivates a team during the regular season, 82 games. Um, there's going to be teams that – there's always teams that are not going to want to be part of the play-in tournament. So, I mean, if the season ended today, which obviously that's – got four-something more months left yeah, in the year. Yeah, got a while. But, I mean, it would be, it would be so dramatic to see um, the importance of every single game in terms of, you know, who's going to be top four seed, who's going to be a top six seed. 
And by the way, um, one thing, this is the way too early to mention this, but still something fun. The Pelicans are in first place in the Southwest division right now. Um, They haven't won the division since 2008. That was their only division title in franchise history. So kind of a cool little factoid kind of comes into play as well this week with a game Wednesday against San Antonio. And then in particular Friday against Memphis. Yeah. Memphis is in ninth place, but they're 10 and eight and the Pelicans are 10 and seven. So that just another example of how close everything is. Yeah. All bunched up. And New Orleans is one to know against Memphis, obviously from the recent one that they had on this past homestand. So they'll be trying to go up two Oh and uh, trying to, you know, get a little advantage in the season series, but it's just, I just think it's really fun right now just to, to look at the way things are in the West. Especially right now, it seems like at this time in a lot of NBA seasons, a lot of people aren't really paying attention yet. Mm-hmm. They don't really start paying attention until like around Christmas sure. or something like that. Yep. And now to see it this bunched up, you hope it continues because it's nice to have some meaning this early in the season and to be able to kind of scoreboard watch and watch what other teams are doing yeah. in your own division. It gives extra meaning to these because it is a long season. It is 82 games. To have some extra meaning and some extra reason to root this early in the season, how can you not enjoy that? And I promised I wasn't going to do a Jim Rat, and I'm not going to. Uh-oh. But I will throw in a little two cents here that I think if the standings stay like this or similar to this as we get deeper into the year, I, I would think that you're going to see teams do less load management because they look at the standings and say, we need to win. Yeah. And I, I also would like to, the petty part of me would also like to see a team or two be penalized at the end of the regular season because they they punted on, say, five or six games, right. and then they missed out on a seed by two or three games, and then they look back and they're like, maybe we shouldn't have just decided to sit everyone for five, six games this year because yeah. those wins could come in handy right now. Yeah, the parity could change the philosophy uh, mm-hmm. going forward. We'll see. So yeah. it's, it's an interesting season already, so hop on board, y'all. Uh, Pelicans are away, again, uh, at San Antonio, at Memphis for the Grizzlies, then back home. Uh, for a little homestand again. So thank you for listening to the Pelicans podcast. Big fun one today. And uh, we're excited after that 45-point win that I'm still going to keep talking about until the moment someone shuts me up. Uh, Jim, thank you as always. Big thanks to Aaron Summers, our own team reporter, for joining us on the podcast, presented, as always, by SeatGeek. Happy holidays to you. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Eat a little extra for us. We'll talk to you on Monday. Until then, go Pels. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on Pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. This clip is brought to you by Coca-Cola. The holidays always find a way. It's about enjoying the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family, delicious food, and of course, an ice cold Coke. This is our very first episode as Locatora Radio for the My Cultura Network. We're beyond thrilled. We're in a legitimate studio space and we have not seen the inside of one of these in many years. Coca-Cola, proud partner of the My Cultura Podcast Network. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators make sure you never get faked over. Watches inspected by watch aficionados. Sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads. Handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs. And jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. It's smart to use a smart car or smart keys, but you should also be smart about your money. A U.S. Bank Smartly Checking account offers a suite of money management tools that keep track of your savings and spending. Get balance and account activity alerts in different spending categories. So spending less on dining out means you can buy those boots that are all over your newsfeed guilt-free. Now that's smart. Open a U.S. Bank Smartly Checking account in under five minutes at usbank.com slash banksmartly. Deposit products offered by U.S. Bank National Association, member FDIC. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.